coming up on Philosophy Talk. We're not going to negotiate under the threat of further harm to our economy and middle-class families. Democrats still refuse to budge. Government shutdowns, gerrymandered voting districts, unfettered campaign spending. Are these problems the inevitable outcome of our perfect union's founding principles? Liberals are always trying to sully the things our founding fathers did by talking about the things our founding fathers did. Do you really have a democracy when things the majority favors can't come to a vote? Every senator has an effective veto. How can this be a democracy? Vetocracy, right? It's rule by veto. Our guest is Francis Fukuyama, author of Political Order and Political Decay. When you put together all of these things, polarization, powerful interest groups, and a political system that's got a lot of veto points, you get a gummed up political system. Was America ever a democracy? Democracy in Crisis. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. This is Philosophy Talk, a program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from Annenberg Auditorium on the Stanford University campus. Our thinking originates a rather long stone's throw from here at Philosopher's Corner on the Quad. That's where Ken teaches philosophy, and I did for 40 years. Welcome, everyone, to Philosophy Talk. Now, today, we're thinking about democracy in crisis. Well, Ken, if you mean American democracy, I'd say that's a pretty optimistic topic. <laughs> optimistic? Why? Well, because the title presupposes that there's an American democracy to be in crisis. If you told me that the passenger pigeon was in crisis, I'd say, whoa, that's good news. Everybody thought the passenger pigeon went extinct a century or so ago. <laughs> John, you brought out the gloomy old John today, huh? You really, you really think the American democracy is that bad off? It's extinct? Uh, over, done with? Put that, that's way too strong. Well, Ken, we just had an election. Uh, and the Democrats actually won a majority of the votes in the House of Representatives. And yet, the Republicans took over the House of Representatives. And they're making a big deal, like they have some kind of mandate. Is that democracy? Well, you know, you've got a point there. That's not exactly democracy. But there's an issue there. There's gerrymandered districts. That's a problem. I grant you that. But that doesn't mean we don't have a democracy at all. It's just a problem. Well, in 2000, Gore got more votes than Bush. But Bush became president. You traveled to Washington, D.C. To, to protest that. Does that sound like democracy? Well, you know what you're sounding like to me, John? You're sounding like a dyspeptic, depressed, desperate Democrat with a small D, a sore loser. You don't sound like a philosopher worried about democracy with a capital D. Well, I am dyspeptic and depressed and disillusioned and disgruntled too while you're at it. But the problem isn't just the impotence and incompetence of the Democratic Party, nor is it even that plus the ignorance and venality of the Republican Party. I hope I'm not disclosing my opinions too clearly. But. The problem is the structure of our supposedly democratic institutions. Well, what do you have in mind exactly, John? Well, democracy is supposed to mean majority rule. But even in the House and Senate, the majority doesn't rule. 
In the last term, the Democrats were the Senate majority. But they couldn't get Obama's appointments through because of the filibuster. Well, you've got a point there, I have to admit, and it's even worse than you think. Even in the House, there's supposedly majoritarian House bills that would have easily passed by a bipartisan majority weren't allowed to come to a vote unless a majority of the Republican caucus favored them because of their hazard rule. So, yeah, you're right about that. Exactly. Does that sound like democracy to you? According to the Constitution, the president is supposed to have a veto, one that can be overridden by a supermajority, but a veto, and that's it. That's the only veto in the Constitution. But in reality, every senator has a veto that can be only overridden by a supermajority voting for cloture. And the majority leader in the House has a veto that no one can override because the bill never even comes to a vote. These are all good points. I, I grant you that. And that's why it's worth saying that American democracy is in crisis. But you're, you're, it, that doesn't mean it's going the way of the dodo bird or the passenger pigeon. Please, let's not exaggerate here. It's bad enough. Well, at least the passenger pigeon and the dodo existed for a while. Did we ever have democracy in America? Not in the beginning. In the beginning, the vast majority was comprised by women and African-Americans who didn't have the vote. The Senate was intentionally undemocratic, the president not elected by a popular vote, and the whole thing's gotten worse. As Californians, with respect to the Senate, our influence on the Senate is statistically insignificant. Zero zilts, not a nil compared to someone from Delaware or Alaska. You know, I've heard this rant of yours about the Senate being anti-democratic a lot. Spare me, okay? You, you know the Founding Fathers did that on purpose. They were trying to protect minority rights, but you know, they also gave us something else. They gave us the amendment process in case we wanted to change anything. After all, back to African Americans and women's, it was amendments that gave them the right to vote. So it's kind of a self-correcting system, don't you think? You think we can get rid of the Senate with an amendment? Probably not that one. Probably not. But that doesn't mean it's hopeless. It, it doesn't seem hopeless. We might get rid of uh, gerrymandering with a, an amendment or even limiting the filibuster or, or having direct elections for the presidency. I bet you that one just might win or, or overturning the godforsaken Citizens United. I understand your pessimism, but it's not useful in a crisis. Buck up, dude. Well, you want to cheer me up? Just convince me that the Koch brothers and the other rich people who buy our elections are in favor of those amendments. And then I'll cheer up. You think we've turned into to a plutocracy, don't you? Uh, that's a nice word for it. Uh, I would say it sucks from the top to the bottom. Even if an intelligent, honest politician somehow sneaks into office, he or she has to spend all of their time raising money for the next election. We've set things up so that intelligent, competent people will be discouraged from seeking office. And then, to the charlatans who sell their souls and get elected, we pass out vetoes. I, I can see, I'm not going to cheer you up today, John, but maybe our roving philosophical reporter, Shuka Kalantari, can help. Maybe she's unearthed some facts that will improve your mood because we sent her to find out what the research has to say about how well democracy is working here in America. She files this report. In December 2014, a Russian immigrant in San Francisco turned 100 years old. For his birthday, he wanted to circle the bay on a cruise ship. The guy's name is Georgi Sobolev, and he was in the Russian Navy during World War II. I asked Georgi while on the boat, what do you think about democracy in America? Well, yeah, it's great, as long as you're well off. If you don't have money, 
democracy or no democracy, it's bad. An international commission also recently weighed in on democracy in America. They say it sucks, especially the Citizens United ruling. In 2010, the Supreme Court made it okay for corporations to spend as much money as they want to convince people to vote for or against a candidate. The commission wrote the ruling has, quote, shaken citizen confidence in America's political institutions and elections. Another critic of Citizens United? President Obama. I don't think American elections should be bankrolled by America's most powerful interests, or worse, by foreign entities. They should be decided by the American people. But it's not just Citizens United that's the problem. Another study from Princeton and Northwestern universities shows that Americans' opinions don't really matter. The report says the U.S. isn't a democracy or a representative democracy. It's actually an oligarchy. In a huge study looking at over 2,000 surveys of people's policy opinions, whether people were on the left side of the line, which meant they opposed something happening, or on the right side, which means they all wanted it to happen, it didn't matter. Once you controlled for the opinions of affluent Americans and interest groups and other lobbying organizations, average people, their voice was not heard at all. Or at the very least, their voice didn't appear to matter at all. Princeton professor Martin Gillens is one of the study's authors. He says things are only getting worse. We now spend collectively over $3 billion a year by lobbying organizations in Washington trying to influence the federal government. And that's not per election, that's per year. But all is not lost. Gillen says there are ways to mend America's broken democracy. On the top of that list, campaign finance reform. We need to stop the flow of corporate dollars in our political campaigns. How we respond to these challenges will depend on whose voice government policymakers listen to. If enough people care enough, we can reform our political system, we can break the vicious cycle in which the concentration of economic power and political power reinforce each other and are increasingly concentrated in the hands of fewer and fewer people. If not, then we'll have a government that responds only to the interests of the powerful few. We'll have a democracy in name only. The research is bleak. The U.S. isn't doing too well when it comes to democracy. And there's no silver bullet. But some people, like Martin Gillens, think there is a ray of hope. If we can strengthen civil societies through things like unions, citizens' groups, and the actions of everyday people, then maybe we can salvage democracy in America. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shuka Kalantari. <laughs>